Allison, people loved it the last time we oh, made our my commercials. Why? It was so much fun. I don't understand people. I love it. This is it's been so much fun for me because two of my favorite podcasts, the Ron Burgundy podcast and the Conan O'Brien podcast, like they they just do their ad reads as a conversation with their with their co-hosts. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just so much fun for me. Do you know you what else? You have three other co-hosts, do you know? Oh, I know. Okay. I'm making all of them do it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. It's because you don't listen to the show. Yes, okay. I do. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so uh, here's the newest one. I I have become a model. Clearly. Like, I did not think this would ever happen. No one else did. But if you go to staycloseTochrist.com, my face, I'm the poster child right now for Stay I'm Close so to Christ. I'm so excited for you right now. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you're being serious or not. <laughs> um, so... Stay Close to Christ has amazing things. Saint cards, tiny saints, uh, saint medals, like the perfect things for like graduations are happening right now, confirmations. Great idea. Uh, you know, just your kids are bad and you want them to be holier, mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay close to Christ.com. If you go to, but if you go to ForteCatholic.com slash gifts, G I F T S, what you will get is a free tiny saint with every order what? of $10 or more. One free tiny saint. I've got St. Michael on my keychain, and my daughter tried to put another one on there the other day, and she she's four, <laughs> so it didn't go well. One saint at a time. Yes, one saint at a time. I, I, need, I need to try better. So, Allison, yeah. there are lots of saints who are tiny. There are also lots of saints that are large, but all of them can be bought as tiny saints. <laughs> ForteCatholic.com slash gifts. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. We are recording two shows this week. This, I, I, okay, you're hearing it next week, but it's pre-recorded because as you are listening to this, literally as you are listening to this, I am on the silent day, the silent 24 hours <laughs> of my staff retreat. So the fact that I know that somewhere in the world, Multiple places in the world. Wherever you're listening to this, on Red Sea Radio in Central Texas, if you're listening on St. Michael in, in somewhere Oklahoma, I don't know, I don't. It's Central East, somewhere in Oklahoma. If you're listening in North Carolina or and literally anywhere in the world on the podcast, it makes me feel so good that I know that all across the world I am yelling on my silent. But you're not day. really silent. <laughs> right. You can't do it. I, no, I I can. I can, but I have to prep for it, like recording a show <laughs> early. It's, it's just a little part of my heart that gets excited. Like I will, I will, a defiant I, part of your heart. As you listen to this, I have been quiet for the last, you know, zero to twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. and the fact that you're listening to me yelling just brings me so a much joy. Rascally, isn't yeah, it? Rascally. That was the name of my dog. Really, Rascal? Yes, and it's a good name. It made it pretty awkward because I always said I. I called him Ras, R-A-S, mm. but when I would tell him to come here and his name, it sounded different, and it got me in trouble. I don't understand. It's okay. Someone Connect else, those dots Someone else me. did. I can't. <laughs> I can't, but someone else understood. So uh, we're- pre- You know, I'm going to be pondering this the entire time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like doing different variations, different mix-ups all in my head, and I still don't have it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in the break. <sighs> Everyone else is slowly figuring it out as well. Like Whatever. There was like 25% of the audience that caught on right at the beginning. You know the joke bomb where it's like you throw the joke and there's there's those milliseconds of no one's getting it, no one's getting it. And then the, oh, the, yeah. 
That's still not happening. <laughs> I, I am most proud of jokes that people don't get for like day. Like they'll text really? me like eight, it's hours, terrifying eight to me. hours later. They're like, oh my gosh, that oh. was funny. No, I'm like catch up, people. I, I'm, How, it's instant gratification. You're I need it. You're comparing yourself to a condiment? You're like ketchup? Oh. <laughs> How are you like ketchup? So there was a joke bomb right there. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. You caught on to that one a lot better than the- I did the, ketchup. Yeah. How are you like ketchup? Okay. Moving on. Uh, is it? I feel like any follow-up question we... I ask. <laughs> did you hear that? That was funny. That, it, did you hear it, though? I'll laugh in eight hours. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Speaking of laughing, Allison, we had a fantastic text textual conversation today. This morning? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm like, which one? Which one? All of our conversations are just gold, which is why we record some of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get the script out. <laughs> I'm getting the script out. This, this was our show prep. Ironically enough, what? my text to you this morning was like, hey, I know what we're talking about in the first segment and the second segment, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm still like throwing some ideas around for the third. Like, I have some ideas, and I'm not sure about them and how they fit. Do you have anything... On your heart and yeah. mind this morning, and you responded. What, what did I say? No, there's nothing on my no, mind nothing. or heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I'm like, well, what about this or this or this? I mean, I have a long list of ideas. And right. today I'm like, Mm-mm. You said, no, I'm swamped. So I thought I was being very funny. I replied to you with like a cartoon alligator in a swamp, because he's in mm-hmm. a swamp. Like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get that joke, I'm guessing, this morning, but you got it eight hours later. Mm-hmm. And right now, mm-hmm. right now is eight hours later. <gasps> that was such a fake laugh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The eyes she just gave me while laughing. There. And so I, I said the cheerful alligator, and you said way less cheerful than that. So I sent oh, you a because, gift. Yes, yes, yes. The alligator that you sent me was way too happy. And I'm right. like, no, you no. You think that you've pegged my emotional state, and you haven't even come close. Well, okay. So here's the thing about my jokes is most of the time I make the opposite joke. So I knew you weren't cheerful, so I sent you the cheerful alligator. Okay. You're trying to manipulate me. Yes. <laughs> Ironically enough, we talked about manipulating people last Probably. week, yeah. and uh, it, we tried to fix me, and it didn't work. Um, so I sent another picture of an alligator escaping a pen, which is kind of what I felt like you were going. I didn't know what was going on in your life. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out here. But I just assumed <laughs> it had something to do with your 19 children. So I felt yeah. like you were the alligator trying to escape the pen that your children were in. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, how are you, Allison? <laughs> so, okay, explain that noise because there's a there's a picture <laughs> that goes with that noise and it's beautiful. So, I was tr- I was trying to appropriately represent my emotional state, and I sent you a gif of a little chihuahua baring his teeth, shaking his head, going, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and that seemed that seemed to get it, and- like. You know, squarely. Like, that was it. That This this is how I'm feeling, Taylor. And it was that moment mm-hmm. that I got so deeply excited for today's yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So then he's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. I'm like, you sadist. You like it when I'm miserable. I have two favorite Allison Sullivans. Because it makes for good show. It does. I have two Ugh. favorite Allison Sullivans. Okay. One is like... And and like I think most people's favorite Allison Sullivan 
is the fiery preacher. Like everything you say, like you have so much so energy nice. behind and like you are, you're so passionate about it. That's right? so nice. I want to be honest with you that that Allison Sullivan annoys the heck out of me. Really? Yeah. Everyone else loves it. So you should learn to. I should just be quiet. Usually, usually I, you're the one helping me on the show. I'm, I want to help you today. Okay. I've tried to make a simple well, joke thanks, and Taylor. you're like, that sparked joy because I'm Marie Kondo and I, you should keep it though <laughs> because it sparked joy in you when I said that. Yeah. You need to keep that feeling. Okay. Uh, the second Allison Sullivan I like is the frazzled the one frazzled that has one? no idea what's going on nice. because it make both make for tremendous radio. Very different radio, <laughs> but just absolutely tremendous. Look at my range. Look at this range. Yeah. Yes. And wow. it, you are just so multi-talented, mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> In both cases, I annoy myself greatly, so, so I'm glad it's okay, useful. Okay, okay, okay. So when do you like yourself? What Allison Sullivan do you like? Those are my two favorite okay. Allison Sullivans. Which I Allison actually have like? an answer for this. Good. I love um, nurturing someone. I love encouraging someone. I love pushing people into giftings. I love helping people find their stride. Like, this is your lane. Now let's get some long-legged, full-lunged strides. Let's go. Like, I love the encouragement. The, I love being a friend. I think I'm a really good friend. I love being a friend. I think you are too. So there's two two responses either way from that. I think you are a very good, like you are all of, everyone that is a friend of yours and you have like 9,000, but you are deeply friends with everybody that you encounter. So that's mm. the that's the one thing. That is the thing that comes very naturally to you. Mm. The first word you said, and I could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. The first word you said, I think you've told me does not come as naturally to you. Mm. The nurturing Part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the encouragement stuff, like that's yeah. that's absolutely the nurturing thing. And I think your answer is quite interesting because the the part that you like about yourself, it was 90% the things that come very easily to you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, yeah. the 10% yeah. that doesn't. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting because like yeah. what my th- my thought is is like the f- because it's probably pretty similar for me. Like where my gifts lie. Right. 90% of that is like when I like like when Taylor's rocking on the radio or rocking it yeah. in, in in worship or speaking. Mm-hmm. That's the Taylor. I also love the Taylor that is the things that doesn't come as yeah. easy to me. The encouraging behind closed doors because it's it's That's less really deep. It's less natural for me, yeah. right? So yeah, so w- w- what do you think about that with within within you the yeah. Like you liking the parts that come easily and then this other part that doesn't as much. Well, I think that the Lord has divinely inspired us, very uniquely divinely inspired us to love the way we like to love. And then, so that's kind of the 90% that's easy, but you're going to have to work a little bit. You know, he is not, he he can, he can show us how to live through Jesus. He can give us the gifts that we, you know, I had this thought that was kind of funny about giftings. Um, and it was, you know how your mom, okay, you know how you as a parent, you give your kid the money to go to the, I'm going to, um, to go to the really bad Christmas store at the school. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> so, so you give your kid a $10 bill to go buy you a bunch of, let's be honest, crap. Right. Okay. So, so you, so you do that. I feel, and, and you're delighted, like whatever it is that they picked out for you. I mean, that's delightful. And so you give them this thing so that they can give it to you back. Right. right. The Lord does that with us. You know, he gives us these gifts because he wants them back and it feels good to do that. He has gifted us. He has given us very specific things that help us love people well, but we have to be obedient in that. We have to go spend it. We can't bury it as it 
were, you know, in the parable. Right. So I think the 10% is the, is the work that goes along with that. But the 90% is just the things that we've been given. Isn't that, I mean, I, and, and, and I think that that is life in abundance is really using our gifts to love others wildly. What's really great about us pre-recording for this retreat is I'm giving a, a talk next week about using our charisms. You just wrote my talk for me. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. This is awesome. And that is resurrection living. It is. Like, that is living in response to love that he gave first. My, my favorite part about this segment is now we've gotten both of my favorite Allison Sullivans. <laughs> we got <laughs> frazzled Allison Sullivan and just preaching fire Allison Sullivan. Oh, and it's the best thing ever. Okay, well, I'm tired of talking about myself. Let's talk about something else. Okay, back to me. Yes. So uh, I usually, whenever you come on, like, it's, I, I've, I've said this before, it's been, it's been really interesting for me, this whole, like, co-host extravaganza, like mm-hmm. having co-hosts yeah. for the last few months. Yeah. And, like, every show with every co-host, like, has its own feel. And usually... With you, and I don't know why why it is with you, if it is the mother, the friendly thing, the mothering, nurturing thing, because you're a woman. Like, I don't know why it is, but I'm always like, uh, Allison, fix me. It, like, oh, that's that's yeah. a lot of our content, right? It's like, oh. here's where I'm messed. Here's where I'm broken. And you're, like, encouraging me in the fire. And people love it. Yeah. I, I made a mistake last week. Okay. Father Anthony was, was my co-host. Okay. I tried the version of show that I do with you oh. with him. And we went through a lot of my brokenness and how I messed up. And you know what his response was? You are broken and not special. Here's why. Do better. Right. And, and, and like he went on this whole rant. Like it was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. Like it was. It was like it was, what he called it was like minor spiritual direction. Uh huh. And it was very good. Okay. It was also very different than how okay. you get the loving care that you have for me. Oh. So I just wanted to let you know. I that. love that. <laughs> I love that because, and maybe there's an and both to this, Mm -hmm. because, and I would like to represent God the Father, that is, okay, so when you are teaching your child how to walk, you know, you've got this little pudgy kid, right? I do have a very pudgy kid. A little pudgy kid with like dimples in their knees and like rolls in their thighs and flat footed, you know, (laughs) and they're standing there and they're kind of wavering and you back up 10 feet, right? And you're on your knees and you have open arms and you have this ridiculous grin on your face that's open mouthed and you're waiting for them and they waver and they plop and they start to crawl. And you go over there and you scoop them up with your smile and you set them back up on their flat pudgy feet and you go at it again. And I would love to be that God the Father to you. And we can let, you know, Father Anthony be, you know, the other God the Father that's, you know, all refining and stuff. I, I like how you <laughs> com- compared yourself to the Father right when I was about to say that y'all are like my father and my mother because his name is oh, literally Father. Right. Well, but, you know, yours works too. Yeah, I'm yeah. very proud of you. <laughs> I'm made in his image and likeness too, Taylor. Yes. I'm very proud of you for that. You did a very good job with that. Um so, okay, speaking of things I'm not good at, we're going to get into uh, to one of them. Yes. I am, I like, when it comes to, like, the manly things, like, every time I went on the Catholic Man Show, I always told them, like, you know this is going to be, like, the least manly show you've ever done, right? <laughs> like, I am not, I'm not, I'm not the you big. You sweat a lot. You burp I, a lot. I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm the worst part of men, but, like, without the good <laughs> parts. So, like, I can't, like, so. Oh, it, Taylor, that's not true. I'm delighted by you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, the, the one of the things that I'm not very man, I'm not, like the, I'm not, I almost said I'm not handsy. That's very different. I'm not that either. I'm not handy. <laughs> handy or handsy. One more than the other. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not good at like fixing things at the house. Okay. Mother's Day 
happened a mm. while ago. It did. And I didn't have time to tell this story on last week's show. And frankly, I didn't want Father El- Anthony to yell at me anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> You had met your quota. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you about it. So uh, you have a tremendous husband. I like him a lot. Isn't he's, he wonderful? He's my idol. I'm not supposed to have them, uh, but he, he he's fantastic. He really I'm, is. I'm sure he's great at things, um, but I'm not. So I, I'm trying to do this this gift for my wife. I Long story short, like I, I was sick a while back. So I, I had oh, yeah, I, I never want to do work on the house because I'm not good at it. I don't want to do the things mm-hmm. that I'm not good at. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm not a man and all these things. Sure. I, but I had this this amazing like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to go buy fans. You got a fire I'm under measure you. them. I did. Yeah. I'm gonna me- measure these fans. I'm gonna get new blinds. I'm gonna do all this stuff. Wow. And then that fire under me got became the fire inside of me, and I got very sick, literally at Lowe's. Oh. Like I'm at Lowe's and I did not feel very good and I had oh, to go dear. home. Yeah. So I bought all the stuff and it sat there and I was sick and sure. I was like, okay, whenever this is done, when I'm not being done being when I'm done being right. sick, right. then I can do all this work. Yes, get back at it. And then once I got well, I didn't have the fire under me anymore. Right. I didn't want to do that it. That moment then. had passed. Right. So that one time a year where I want to do something handy around my house, yeah. it, it was gone. Mm-hmm. But Mother's Day came around mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I want to give this gift to my wife Service. for being such a great mother. I want to make the house look better. Mm. She spends a lot of time there. Yeah. I want it to be nice. Oh, that's great. So I spent two hours beating up a ceiling trying to get this fan out. I finally get the fan out, and then I go to put the new fan in. Yeah. And my the house is so old that, like, the thing to put the fan in that actually holds it into the ceiling broke. Yeah. There's not a fan in my ceiling right now. Oh, rats. This doesn't have a happy ending? No. No, oh. hopefully, hopefully, since this is pre-recorded, hopefully by the time y'all hear this, hopefully it's done. But to be honest, probably not. We can pray for that. God cares. He, he does. If it I, makes you feel any better, this might make you feel better. Um, the first time I grew up with a very handy dad, um, could fix anything and was constantly on call for neighbors to do as much. And the first time that our toilet broke in our young marriage, our early marriage, Seth and I both just stared at it because... I was expecting him to know how to do it because he was a male. He was expecting me to know how to do it because I was my dad's daughter. Mm. So if that makes you feel any better, your idol and all. It does. Yeah. The golden idol that is your your husband just had a little <laughs> chip of it fall off. It's still there. It's just not as pristine. Uh, I love the desire for you to want to serve your wife in that way, and I feel like that that's what's most important. And God's going to make the rest fall into place. We're gonna we're gonna get this right. He might literally make it fall. Like the fan <laughs> might fall on me while I'm sleeping and kill me. Um, so it was not going well. The plan was to give her the the, the upgrades to the house and treat her to lunch. Mm-hmm. So I treated her to lunch and also treated her to a hole in our ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it gets worse. Like, you're trying to, like, ra- wrap it up. I appreciate you trying to wrap it up and encourage me. It's not over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm on Instagram that evening. Uh-huh. And our good friend, just this beautiful man, Johnny Philp, okay. shares on his Instagram story this, like, beautiful woodwork. He does great work. Beautiful woodworking. Mm-hmm. And, he you know, he cut this tree and he stained it and he made a crucifix in it and it's beautiful it's like this is what i did for mother's day for my wife because she's an amazing mother and i responded i bought her lunch (laughs) and he said you know what i didn't buy her lunch so we're even and i said thank you johnny yeah i like you a lot. that was kind 
So uh, you've encouraged me a little bit, and our, our guest in our next segment, uh, Mr. Dustin Bertrand, is going to be uh, just encouraging us in, in some of these same veins as well. Taylor, you're a work of art, and when we flip through a catalog yearning for gifts that aren't ours, then you're comparing yourselves to other works of art, and it doesn't do anybody any favors, least of all God. So I was going to wrap up the segment, but now that you called me a work of art, I have another story to share. <laughs> so uh, one time I went to an art museum. Uh-huh. And there's just these beautiful paintings and all, you know, these Monets and other fancy names that I don't know. And other just languages. Be- be- yeah, beautiful. And then we walk into like this modern art, which I don't like modern art. You know, like the whole thing where you just like throw paint on a wall. Sure. And you look at it and you're dollars. like, I could absolutely have done that, but right. you didn't. Like my, so. can- my it's, it's that picture is hung up on my fridge right now. My son made it in kindergarten. Right. You know, like, and like. The the primo, the biggest thing is a photograph, not a painting, a drawing, a photograph of a black trash bag on a completely white background. That was the art. That was the, the thing that was the centerpiece, and it was supposed to make some statement, and it made a statement. That is the piece of art that I am, and I, uh, I just want to thank you for you for your encouragement of me. I reject that. Uh, well, you can't. It's already been said. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. We are a happy family, Taylor. And Dustin Bertrand is it Bertrand. Bertrand. He's gonna tell me how to say it later. Uh, he uh, he's coming on the show. I'm excited to meet him. He's phenomenal. Do not miss it. We'll be right back. Hello, Miss Sullivan. What you doing? Taylor, hi. I thought we were in the commercial segment of the podcast. Why are you here? What? I'm, what is going on? Why are you here? I'm looking around, trying to figure out. Where am I? No, you're staring at me in the eyes because you're <laughs> like, well, I don't know what's going on either. Uh, one person complained. Just uh, one? Just one. About how they didn't like that the ads were the same. And they've been the same for about two or three months or so. Like, I was being very fresh for a while, and then I just was like... Eh, whatever, here you go. Yeah. Because they work. Like People are buying stuff. I mean, I have a speed up button for that, but go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, just, I don't know why people don't skip 15 seconds like I do when I listen <laughs> to other people's podcasts, but whatever. You can put it on two times where it's like... Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone... <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, Allison, does, does anyone you know have beard, have a beard, lips, or skin? Mm. Well, lips. I mean, everyone except the bird family, right? We've all got lips. This is everyone. This applies to everyone. I don't. I don't know. I think everyone has skin. I think there are people without lips. Yeah. I, I've seen like in superhero movies, like some burn victims oh. <laughs> without lips. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at that, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not recording. Um, so <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, most people, everybody at least has skin. So we uh, Catholic Bombco has something perfect for everybody. If you have a beard, we have the best, absolute best. Balm, B-A-L-M, not bombs. That would be weird, and you couldn't get into an airport with it. Uh, I love it. I use it. It makes me smell great, which is a rarity before I use this thing. And it makes my beard look and feel good, and my wife loves me more. But also, there are things for your there's lip balm, and there's, what do you call it, skin balm? It's not skin balm. It's like s- lotion. A uh, uh, hydrating feature. Yes. Aloe. The, the hydrating feature aloe. Shea butter. No, I don't think they have shea butter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the lotion. I don't use but it. But no one's excluded. No, all are welcome That's in right. this place here at mm-hmm. ForteCatholic.com <laughs> slash bomb, where you can buy all of this at 11% off. Do it now.
Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll. Allison Sullivan is still joining me. You didn't leave me. How about that? Not yet. I'm. It's al- early. I'm always so surprised that like <laughs> anyone sticks around with me. Um, we won't have to worry about that with our, with our guest today, Dustin, because he's leaving after this segment no matter what. I mean... Dustin, are you tired of me yet? Like, you still have an out now. Like, now yeah, is your time. Yeah, it's getting close already. Oh, yeah, no. How much longer I got left? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, this is one of those how much longer must I endure you moments. 100%. Is, is, that, is that something someone says to God? No, Jesus says that to his disciples. Okay. Often, actually. I, I, I thought it was, it sounds like something Job would say, too. Oh, no. No, Jesus. Oh, wow. A little bit of upgrade from Job. <laughs> Yes. yes. Little, um, so anyway, thank you for being more like Jesus than Job today, Dustin. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, if I was a good radio host, I would have clarified how to say your last name before we started. But I mean, the the audience doesn't expect anything of me uh, at this point. So why don't you say it? Bertrand, Dustin Bertrand. How about that, my man? I got Dustin right. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, I got a 50 on the test. I would have said Bertrand. I would have tried to make you more like royal and uh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, European, which which I don't I don't think fits. So uh, no, I don't I don't pass for that either. I don't think so. Okay, well, so your name is is Dustin Bertrand, like Rand McNeely. That's a that's a company. Is that a company? I don't. I feel know. like they make tractors. Rand, no, I've Rand, never heard of Rand McNeely. I'm calling it right now. They make textbooks for school. Do you have <laughs> what do, do, in the world? I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> do, you, do you have any any connection with the with the uh, Rand McNeely firm? I have never even heard of that name before. No so. one but you, no. Taylor. No one, no one but you, Taylor. No one but you. Well, You're set apart. Someone didn't read their books in school. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Ironically enough, I'm probably the only person that didn't read my books in school, but I read the seam, which had Rand McNeely on it. <laughs> okay, enough about our childhood textbooks. Dustin, uh, you've got th- you've got this uh, this saying that I absolutely love. You're actually wearing the shirt right now. It says, right. God made self-driven. So, uh, like, my tagline, I get a little bit of pushback on, make Catholicism fun again. Some people don't like my hats and don't like the saying, or they're like, when was Catholicism ever, ever? not fun. It's like probably when you were reading Rand McNeely books. Like that's probably <laughs> when you weren't enjoying it. So have, like explain explain your your uh, your little saying there. And then like yeah. I'm sure you've gotten pushback. Why push back against the pushback before you even get the pushback? No, 100% have gotten pushback. Uh it's funny you say that. And obviously you probably know where the pushback comes from. The self-driven part, right? Uh people like to read it as God made self-driven like and they just want to hone in on the self part but here it is uh god made means you know made in god's image and likeness obviously um have specific talents fulfill a specific purpose in our lives uh what the self-driven part is you know no one can really make us do that you know we have to bend our will to god's will and that is an act of our will um and that's where the self-driven part comes in i was an athlete my whole life and you know listening to a coach he can tell you only so much then you got to go out and do it you know, and I think Jesus Christ is the best coach out there. So there's a little bit of a cooperation with grace, I guess you would call that. We have to do an our part. Well, Paul calls it, calls it co-laboring. What a beautiful yeah. thing to be, to yeah. have that responsibility delegated to us. That's an honor. We get to co-labor yeah. with the God of the universe. 
Come right? on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Uh, but, uh, Jesus is a much better coach than Job. That's what we've learned so far today. <laughs> no, right? No, it's so funny you're saying Job. Uh, I, I'm trying to read the Bible from cover to cover, right? Uh, since I'm a Catholic, I don't, I don't do much of that. But uh, I am actually on the book of Job as of last night. Um, so I'm really pumped. I don't that know why you keep saying Joe, but yeah. it's kind of funny. Um, read the first seven chapters, I think, last night. So. Well, the only little segue, little point. Well, it's in your head because you're being a good Catholic and reading the Bible. It's in my head because last week on the show, we played a game called Job or Eeyore, where people had to guess (laughs) whether the saying was Job or that guy from Winnie the Pooh. So it's in our head for very, very different reasons. Uh, Once again, not surprising whatsoever. So uh, it's funny because you said uh, that that you would get pushed back from the self driven part. Uh, No atheist pushback to the God made? Like, no. No one's ever argued with you with that. <laughs> Isn't that funny, right? Uh, got more pa- more pushback from the uh, Christian the Catholics. Um, never has someone come up to me and said, "There's no God." Never. Uh, I've been wearing these shirts for almost six years now, and I have never had anyone say that, which is just mind blowing, really, to think about it. Well, so, yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're, we're just going to take a moment to just applaud the Christians for a moment. Just for, just for such that special moment in, in loving right? one another, we, like we heard last yes. weekend in, in the readings. Uh, love yeah. one another. It's like, no, I'm going to yell at this man who's given his life to Jesus for wearing a shirt that says self-driven. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. How the, the irony in that, huh? Yeah, for real. So the other part of the of the God made that I want to push back on on you specifically is okay. your whole message, or the half of your message, is that you are God yeah. made, and yet, yet, like you know, you're made in the image and likeness of God, that you're a, you're a precious son of the Father, and yet. You jumped out of a plane the other day. Like, like that kind of flies <laughs> into the face. Hey, that's a pun I didn't even mean. It flies right. into somebody. the face of of God. Uh, Allison just made uh, but with with her hands though. It played really well on radio. Um, so Dustin, if you're if you're God made and, and just so thankful for what God has given you, why would you throw it all away and jump out of an airplane? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a big believer in God's in everything. He's made everything, right? His essence is in everything that we know of and think of. So jumping out of a plane, I mean, he's given us the ability to do that, the tools to do it, the people to do it, the knowledge to do it, all that good stuff. And I don't know, man, I think that's the Holy Spirit is pretty radical, man. <laughs> I've never known the Holy Spirit to be safe. Yes. <laughs> I've known the Holy Spirit to be adventurous. You yes, know? I so, love that. Um, I-, I think it was just part of you know, coming out of a plane is in a very inadequate way, uh, kind of exemplifies the, the Heavenly Father that we serve, you know, a very, a, a father of freedom, of risk, you know, of excitement, you know, like just a radical love. And in some way, I can kind of tie that all into some That's of the experiences. I, just another I way that I will never emulate the father. So, <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, I've actually been skydiving. Oh, what? Oh, no, what? Yes. thank you. Yes. No one that understands the adventure of the Holy Spirit. So, you. you know, the first time you go, you're C-ringed to a stranger, right? Because yes, they're not going to let you do this without somebody who knows exactly what's so going on. So you won't die alone. Well, no. I mean... <laughs> 
and, and praise God for that, right? Like I was not going to yeah. do this unless I was perfectly tethered to an, an yes. expert, right? And so 100%. you can see in the video that I keep checking the cables to make sure, like, are we really, <laughs> you know, we're in this together, yeah. right? We're in this together, right? Yeah. And you can see mm -hmm. also in my face that like, oh, 15 minutes ago, I thought it was a good idea to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. And now I'm not so sure. But there was this <laughs> moment and I'm not very sciencey, so I don't know if this is really yeah. a thing. But there's this moment where he leans out of the plane and you two start mm -hmm. falling, but you're falling at the rate of two people. And it yeah. is simply not OK. It's not exciting. Okay. It's not fun. It wasn't it wasn't even like, oh, this is how I die because I wasn't having a thought at all. It was like that dream Correct. where you can't speak. It was awful. Yes. But then the drag lets out. And now it still wasn't okay. But that right. was when I had the thought, so this is how I go. But then the parachute lets out. And Come then on. the wind is in your face and the earth is beneath you and the guy behind you is pumping his fist. And it was like, this is what it's about. This is what all the fuss is about. But you have to jump. And it's not always oh. going to be cushy fun. It's not always, right. you know, going to be easy. So I love that you talk about that the Holy Spirit's risky. Yeah. I love that. I no, think it's I'm so with you. cool. I'm glad someone can understand, you know. <laughs> Taylor. So uh, <laughs> since y'all are teaming up against me, the best argument... <laughs> like the most validated I've ever felt about this. Cause everybody's like, you're a pansy. You don't want to jump out of a plane. <laughs> it's like, well, no, I'm a smart. Uh, the best validation I ever got. Uh, a theology professor I had in grad school used to be an air force pilot. Like he, he was the guy that flew in the plane that like, he was the, the jammer, the jammer plane to jam all the comms down on the ground before all the bombers came by. It's like, what a sweet gotcha. job. And then he had this huge conversion, and he was like, yes, I want to teach children about God now. Um, but he always said, he, what, he's, he was the biggest proponent of why would you jump out of a perfectly working airplane? <laughs> like, he, he lived his whole life up in the air, and he's like, I want to stay in my plane. There's an eject button that's terrifying, but I'm going to stay in this plane forever. It's life in abundance, Taylor. Right. Get on board. Absolutely. I want to keep <laughs> yes. my life. I would rather have a life not in abundance than a life of abundance that ends well, in a large go. splat on the ground. <laughs> yeah. But he did it, though. Didn't he have a career in that? He, he yeah. had a career in staying in airplanes. <laughs> Okay. So let, let's uh, now that now that we've uh, had a little bit of fun with the God made part, the, the self driven part. Like, where does that come from in you? Why is that so important to you? I think part of it, you know, innately, I've always kind of been that way, especially with things I really love or really care about. Uh, and it transitioned. It wasn't always towards the thing of things of God. To be honest, my identity was rooted in the game of golf for many years. Um, and I went through a journey of, you know, processing that. And so golf taught me that, you know, it wasn't, it's not necessarily a team sport, so it's really all on you. Uh, a lot of times you have to practice alone and think about the game alone. And it's not a, you have to do it, you know, and the drills are the drills are just really you and by yourself. You don't have teammates to do the drills. You don't need a coach. So in eight, I think that's always, it was always in me. And then, um, because of some of my life situations, I gravitated towards golf as somewhat of my identity. and. When I started understanding Christ and encountering him in a deeper way, it directed me towards, you know, understanding his will and his love and my identity being rooted in him. And uh, but I also knew I had to go kind of do that. You know, I had to kind of go and seek that out and meditate on that and sit with that. So self-driven poor kind of thing innately was always in me, but God kind of breathed on it and directed towards him. 
It's really interesting hearing hearing you say that like right after the story uh, of jumping out of a plane because like in golf like you are by yourself and you mentioned earlier like you have a coach that can tell you all this stuff but like I mean I'm I'm a coach and I can't make them do anything you know I can yeah. inspire them to do better I can do all these things I can, I can set them out I can train them but like they have to yeah. be the ones to go out and do it golf is so individual but you just shared another story where you like went out on a limb and then jumped off the limb, uh, where like you literally had to be strapped to somebody else in order to jump out of the out of the plane. So how does the self driven part, um, like how how like how are you self driven within a community? Uh, so I guess I'm, I'm I'm driven towards community. I'm driven towards mm. cooperating with people mm. now, cooperating with you know my heavenly Father and individuals like yourself. And <laughs> I forgot her name already because I'm terrible with names. That's okay. We'll call her. Allison. <laughs> and Allison. We'll, right. call, we'll, call her, we'll call her McMillan. That's the other <laughs> company that prints books for children. Awesome. So my my that that in that internal initiative now is is driven towards a community. You know, obviously it, it's it's my faith, but now it's not working with individuals, uh sharing the gospel and being an evangelist. But I think that I guess that would be the best way to explain it. The self-driven port is now ordered. To, in, in a proper disposition now. It was perverted, which is, you know, when you pervert something good, it becomes sinful. It becomes, you know, like building a house on sand. So I think the seven self joint for is now ordered to the things of God and in the right, I guess, order and mindset. Right. Uh, so taking something, that that's, makes sense. taking something that's good and using it in the way that it's not supposed to is bad, is what you're saying. Right. So like, ta- so, so like taking a plane and jumping out of it would be <laughs> would be something no. that's bad. Well, no, because you use the parachute, and the parachute can only operate in its fullness if you jump out of the plane. So in, in essence, I'd be using the parachute in its perfect. Boom. Speaking of the parachute, identity. I love. I, I forgot to say this when Allison <laughs> shared her story. She said that she disliked the entire thing until the end. The parachute is literally the end of the whole thing. No, 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 no. The the parachute opening. This is why we do it. This is when we soar. This is it. That right. was the part that lasted right. the longest. The crappy yes. part. Can you say crappy on your show? The crappy Probably part not. was. Just- <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no, but the hard part was just those first few seconds. But you got to get through those first few seconds to experience life in abundance, and it, and it requires work on your part. I mean, that's what we're talking about because God is a real stickler when it comes to free will. He's a real gentleman that way. He's not going to make right. us do anything. We have to do the hard part. But yeah. it leads to when we model our lives after Christ. He shows us how to live. Here's the thing: God could have sent Jesus as a as a baby and and sacrificed him and it all would have been fulfilled but no he wanted us to see this he wanted us to experience this he wanted us to watch how jesus lived and died and so we get to model our lives after him but it requires that that watching and then modeling that's the hard part that's the work but then we get life in abundance then we get to soar then we get to jump out get of the plane. To, that's right. Every time Allison gets on her soapbox, she wins. And she, like, not only does she win the argument verbally, she, like, literally pushes me out of the way I, with her hand. She's such room. a hand talker <laughs> that she's just like, okay, okay, I guess I'll leave now. Uh, the, the last, we got a few minutes left. The last thing I want to kind of dive yeah. into is uh, we, got, we got to share, uh, talk a little bit yesterday just about, like, yeah. like this is who you are now. Like, you, you this God made, right. self driven man, this evangelist, but it came through right. this hardship that y'all are talking about, right? So, why don't you yeah. share? Uh, we just have a couple minutes. Let's share a little bit about like your childhood, where you came from, and then the the transformation that happened. Yeah, uh, we'll try to do this in what, inside five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so born and raised in South Louisiana by a single mom till I was six years old. Uh, my mother remarried when I was about seven years old, blessed with a younger brother, and um, 
knew at that time, though, that my stepdad was not my dad. You know, when they were saying, hey, look, you can call him dad now, something internal inside of me. So where was dad before dad? But as a young man, never really questioned that, you know, questioned it much because I love my mom and I, I love my family. And that was that. But as I got older and things started changing in the marriage uh, and then life started hitting, I started realizing that I wanted to know more and more where my origins came from, right? Or where I came from. And went into high school and I call it a uh, closet racism. I went to a small Catholic school and I started dating this young, this young woman who, uh, by the way, if you didn't know, I'm biracial, but I never saw myself that way. But when I started dating this young girl and her dad found out they were kind of a predominant family in the community, he was like, you know, that's, that's something that you can't do. And people look down on you for dating this guy and they'll call you such and such a lover and whatnot. And that really wrecked my identity. Uh, you know how I said I, I put my identity into golf and that's when it started happening. I had no answer for that. I never looked at myself as biracial or white or black or anything like that. That was the first time it was brought to my face. So that's, that's sent me on a three-year journey of uh, just questioning who I was and whose I was. And it led me to go and spend time in the seminary in 2013. And through spending time there, I did a lot of healing. Like I was telling Taylor yesterday, a lot of healing of myself, my father wound, uh, understanding a man of virtue, a husband, a father, what that should look like, you know, and, and learning it through the eyes of the church. You know, discerning the priesthood. But folk called out of that at the end of 2013, felt prompted to share character building, uh, I guess, traits, uh, character building seminars, uh, speaking presentations to athletes while pursuing professional golf. Golf has always been a big part of my life, and I, was, I didn't really want to let it go yet. He said, you know, I'll bless both of it. Uh, so he blessed the golf journey, and he blessed the speaking. And then it got to a point in that journey where I just knew that I wanted to share the gospel. Um, golf was great. I was caddying for a guy uh, in Mexico who was number one amateur at one time, and I, and I saw him live the life, and I just knew too many stars had a line for me to use golf to change the world. I knew it was going to be golf and the gospel. And six <laughs> years later, uh, six years later, you know, it's, it's called God Made Self-Driven. It's, it's a nonprofit ministry. Um, I, I do some work with uh, Losing a Right to Life because part of the story, in, in the midst of all that, I was 20, so my second year in college, uh, my mama, uh, my second year in college, I didn't have open heart surgery because I was born with a couple of health issues. And I wanted to know where I came from because I was filling out the paperwork for my heart surgery and it said I can have a 3% chance of dying. And immediately I wanted to know where I came from. I wasn't going to take anything else, you know, as an answer, but the truth. And I'll never forget, it's one of those conversations in your life where you know exactly where you were sitting at, the time, the place, you know, the rocks, the grass around you. And my mama sat down and told me the story that she really did not know. Uh, when she was 25 years old, she went out one night with some friends and she hadn't drove there. And so she needed a ride back. But throughout that night, this young man at this club, you know, put a day rape drug in her drink. And she ended up waking up at this apartment building. Uh, it was abandoned. Didn't know exactly how she got there, who brought her there. She was uh, obviously verbally abused, physically abused from that night. No one was there. She got herself together because that's what we do in America, right? Men are, men are supposed to be strong and tough, women independent. And so she went on with her life without telling any of her family or her friends. And a month later, she realized she was pregnant. And that's, that's when her life changed. Uh, she thought about having me aborted, but she didn't. Thank God. Thank God. Nine months later, yeah, I was God, born man. with, you know, I was born with, yeah, three holes in my heart and the kidney disease. Two of them closed up. That last hole in my heart, I had surgery in 2009. Uh, I still live with the kidney disease, so I'm a very active person. I, I keep my health in check, and uh, it's been an amazing journey. You know, when I was 20 years old, three years later, I was in the seminary, like I just you know, said earlier. 
and that led me to where I am now. You know, Catholic evangelist, God made self-driven ministries, and I'm on fire for the Lord and, and to help develop a pro-life culture from womb to tomb. And not just about being anti-abortion, uh, you know, it's more than that. Good fathers and good husbands are gonna gonna help that cause as well. Praise God. Yeah, amen. Praise <laughs> God and how it can someone just say hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, Dustin, I'll say this. Yeah, I've man. I've been I've been in this studio a long time with Allison. I've never seen her more engaged uh mm. in, in any story. Yeah. Like she 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 felt yeah. every part of your story. Oh, uh I did man. too. I'm I sure the I cannot wait did. to support your ministry. I cannot wait <laughs> to be friends. Pro life for the yeah. whole life. Oh, amen. I just love it. Yes. <laughs> Amen. It's beautiful, yeah. man. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your time, having some fun with us, and then sharing sharing Absolutely, your heart. Uh, how can people find you on the on the old interwebs? Yes, yes, I'm on all social media platforms as God Made Self Driven and Dustin Bertrand, and I have a website at GodMadeSelfDriven.org, and you can also donate to our cause. There's a donate tab. You can donate to the ministry, the operational funds, or we have this uh, annual conference we do for the youth of the Diocese of Lafayette. That's awesome. Check it way. out, man. Love, love to I am it. on my way. Yeah, you'll see the first <laughs> donation from Allison because this won't air for a while. But uh, you'll see what's coming go soon. I got to go meet y'all one day, so that's yes. going to be on my bucket list. Yes. Come do it. We've, we've got a guest room. You can come stay with us. All right, man. Thanks again so man. much. Uh, guys, we'll be right back for our final yes. segment of the day. Allison. Taylor. <laughs> People are going to get tired of tearing us if it's just the Fancy two of us. Fancy meeting the whole you show. here. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Uh, Allison, does anyone you know have feet? A couple. A couple. A couple of feet. Uh, no bird victims on television <laughs> with no feet for some reason. Uh, yeah, we got some great things for your feet from our buddies over at Sock Religious. Sock it to me. I'm loving doing this with you. This is so much. We we have found a new trait for you. You are great at reading podcast ads. This is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, this past Easter, I got to wear the resurrection socks, and like I saw, no one ever compliments me on how I look because I look like this. I got so many compliments for those socks. Now, granted, it was only a picture of my of my feet and and socks. You have area. really nice ankles. It's true. Wow, that's a strange thing to say. Thank well, you. You're welcome. I appreciate they that. They are lovely. Uh, the NFL scouts told me, the NCAA <laughs> scouts told me the same thing. That you have good ankles. Yeah. They Especially were like, this, adorned with Jesus. This, this is why, yes, that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fast white person, must be adorned by Jesus. Uh, well, you too can be adorned by Jesus if you go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks, S-O-C-K-S. You can get 15% off your next order and you too can finally be cool like I was finally cool for one day. Make your feet faithful. Make, make your feet fun again. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll with today's co-host, Allison Marie Ann Sullivan. Not even close. What is it? Sloan. I think I knew that. You did. We've talked about it in... Um, in reference to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was always, tell me you know Ferris Bueller. Yes, yes, no, no, no. I know the Ferris Bueller. I just don't remember our conversation about his, Sloan and No, Ferris his Bueller. girlfriend's name was Sloan. I was always really self-conscious about my middle name until she was beautiful on Ferris Bueller's Day Off with the name Sloan. While we're getting to know you, 
we had a fun moment the other day. Me, you, and our friend Liv Harrison. Yes. We're at your house, like filming some promo videos. Indeed. Uh, we're not going to share all of those answers because some <laughs> of them were too much fun. Um, <laughs> but you have some like strange pet peeves. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little get to know your co-host okay. uh, little section. Uh, what are what are what is your biggest pet peeve? You're just gonna make fun of okay people making fun of me about my pet peeves. That's not what you said the other day. <laughs> I, was I do not like it when people talk when they yawn. I don't feel like it's a time for multitasking. I feel like you should either do one or the other. Stop it. Stop it. Oh my gosh. It makes me want to punch you in the face. I really do. I have to restrain myself. I have to tell myself you love Jesus so that I don't punch you in the face. You have to tell yourself that you love Jesus or that I do? No. um, That you're made in his image too (laughs) and that he died for you too and that I love him. Taylor loves Jesus but not enough yet so I can't kill him now. (laughs) Maybe once he gets right. Maybe after the retreat. (laughs) Maybe after the retreat. Um... This one, this is the one that blew my mind. Really? It, 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 there were some crazy answers. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into those crazy. All this right, is a right. special kind of crazy. What? what? Allison, Allison Sloan Sullivan. What would you buy if you won the lottery? Oh, yeah. The at home, um, like spray tanner. I think God made me uh, the wrong hue. I think some wires got crossed, and I was intended to be just a little bit darker. Well, I thought the same thing in junior high, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but he, here's the thing that, that just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that people oh, want to buy with the behind lottery. Behind world peace, I mean. You can't buy world peace. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about material things, Allison Sullivan. Mm, I'm happy. So how, how much does an in-home spray tanner cost? I don't know. I don't even know if it exists. I think I made it up. Okay, here's an in-home spray tanner. You're Googling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one that's uh, $229. There's another (laughs) one. I don't know the difference. Okay, it's that it's extravagant. Like, that is so needless. So if I won the lottery, then I would have lots of excuses to to splurge on needless things. Your love is extravagant. (laughs) Spread wide in the arms of Christ. It's a love that covers sin. No greater love have I ever known than to lay down one's life for a friend. I know this song really, really well, and I can't come up with the next lyric. You're beating me. It's making me very... There's my pet peeve. There's another one. Me beating you. Well, not being able to come up with lyrics when they're handy, when they would be handy. At least they're not handsy. Okay. (laughs) So that's my thing, is you're like, you know what? I want to splurge a little. I'm gonna, you know, I'm. I just made twenty million dollars in the lottery. I'm gonna splurge a little bit and spend two thirty of it. <laughs> All right. That's what Fine. that's what baffles me about you. It. What does that say about you? I have my theories. What do you think that says about you? That I'm very reasonable. That I'm very practical. That I. What? Are, why? What are What are you getting at? No, I. I think it says that you're a very good person. Oh, I thought you were gonna make fun of me. Well, I'm, I feel like I've always got my dukes up around you, Taylor. I, feel I just like might I need set to myself jab up for that, but it's it's a fair criticism. I might need to jab at any moment. Well, you could start Oh my gosh, stop here. it, Taylor! <laughs> I'm serious. I, if I could reach and kick you, I would. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, now that you've threatened my well-being, <laughs> let's talk about God, shall we? Let's. Okay. So, I was doing uh, I was doing my prayer time the other day. Shocker, That's right? Good. Um, so. I was reading a – I've been doing this study mm-hmm. 
with John Eldridge. Are you familiar with John? Sure, Wild at Heart. Yeah, so he wrote Wild at Heart and then some book for women that I don't know the name of. I think of. he's Catholic and doesn't know it yet. You know what? I, I hadn't I hadn't had that thought, but now that you say it, it makes sense. Yeah. Because like Francis Chan, I'm like, favorite Protestant. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him, Louis Giglio, mm-hmm. France. It's like, you know, they're, they're great people. So I've been doing this thing. And I'm 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 actually like signing I'm I'm signing up to be in a lottery to go to a retreat that he's leading in October to oh, hopefully good. like actually fix yeah, it. Yeah, good. And good. Uh, that's great. Yeah, so it's just like this video series that that he did with three guys that were like in multiple stages of man manhood, uh, fatherhood, uh, different scenarios. You know, one's fatherless, one had a great dad, one had a you know so so dad. You know, like mm-hmm. just kind of a regular dad. You know, so they they go through all these things, and he's telling them like how to essentially teach them how to be a man, the scriptural basis for being a man. And one of them just, I mean, it, they've all been powerful because like he knows probably more than most people the depths of a man's heart and the things that we struggle with internally. And it's like, Oh, I didn't have words for that, but you're right. right. Yeah. That is, that is me. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I didn't think would be as impactful, but I think actually probably was the most, if not the second most impactful thing was he was talking about like a lot of us want the whole plan for our lives. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's like, like so many you know, young adults, what does God want me to do with my yeah. life? Do yeah. I get married? Do I become a priest? Do I become a sister? Do I go to uh, grad school? Mm-hmm. Do I go into the workforce? Do I go to undergrad? Do I go on a date with this girl? Like, yeah. There's so many questions, Like, and we all want the whole answer. Sure. And then we can get frustrated with God Absolutely. when we pray and don't get an answer, mm-hmm. right? Why do you think God doesn't doesn't yeah. do that? He, he had an answer that I thought was interesting, but why mm-hmm. do you think that is? Yeah, so... I think that in a lot of times working with young adults, you know, they're, they've got the rest of their lives. And so they're looking at the top of this mountain. They know who they want to be. They know what they want to do. But looking at the very top of that mountain, it paralyzes them. And I think all that analysis can lead to paralysis, right. you know. And so it reminds me of the scripture, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. The the Only the first little bit of that journey is lit up. And we don't get to see the whole way through. Thy word is a lamp into my feet. Oh, that's you know? and so I've heard that since I was a little kid, and I've never yeah. understood that part of it. Yeah, it's just this. It's just this little bit that's lit up for us along the way. And so that way, we have to keep looking over our shoulder to keep checking in, checking in, checking in. And I had this dog. Uh, her name was Maya, and she was not a perfect dog. <laughs> um, she almost got us sued lots of times, actually, but. She was terror. I knew that she was a softy. I knew that she was a big old fraidy cat and she was afraid of thunderstorms. And one day we were out on a walk and the, there was this thunderstorm threatening and you could hear the rumbles of thunder. And so she would get out. She was out ahead of me. But anytime she would hear the thunder, she would look back at me. And I was like, I was representative of just promise and safety of care. I was the one who she trusted with her whole life. And I realized that day I want to be like Maya. I want to return again and again to my Savior. And so I think that the Lord just really wants us needy. But needy is a word that we want to spit out of our mouths. I know I, I know that that's true of me. Jesus, forgive me. That is true of me. I, there's nothing that I would. There's nothing that I would want to be less than needy. Yuck! Our culture has no place for that, and yet that's right where He wants us. Right, and and here's the here's the thing that absolutely wrecked me, is because like when I was a young adult, I did have that. Like, God, what do you want me to do? I had all the things mm-hmm. that we listed earlier. Mm-hmm. What set in for me as I read this the other day is like I know my calling for my life. 
I know that God wants me to be married. I've been married for six years. Like that's a big thing. Right. Be a husband. Be a father. Yeah. Um, be in ministry. Mm-hmm. Be a speaker, worship leader, radio host. Like I've got, I've got it. Mm-hmm. I know this is where God wants me. Mm-hmm. So I quit asking. Mm. That was that was the big the big hit for me because essentially what he says like to the people who don't know what God wants them to do he's talking to those people yeah and he said why would why wouldn't he give us the whole plan John said it's because we would never need to check in yeah if he if if God said Allison this is this is your when you were you know 20 years old this is your trajectory you're gonna do all these things you're gonna you know figure out that you're a writer at some point and then you're gonna figure out that you're actually a great speaker then you're gonna figure out that you're actually a great podcaster Mm -hmm. and you're you're marry this great guy you're gonna have all Mm -hmm. these awesome kids and then you're gonna adopt one like if that was all there you had the plan you would never have to check back in with him and ask him is this is this what do you want me to do next It would it would just be like you know once a year. Ah, is this going well? You know. Can I add that it, I think it might also be a mercy because we are adoptive parents. If you would have showed me what adoption could look like on the worst day, you know, on your bathroom floor in the middle of the night or, right. or whatever, right. if you would have showed me that, I don't know that I ever would have taken it on. So I, it feels like a mercy that he's only lighting up a little bit at a time too. He's giving you what you can can handle, and then it, you know he asks a little more of you. And there's absolutely scripture about that. You know, you get trusted with small things and. Are given larger things, right? You're given the grace for today. Yes, that's you right. not daily bread. You yes, were not amen. given the daily bread for for Manny's amen. worst day five years ago. That's right. And you wouldn't have accepted it and five years ago. I wouldn't have ago. taken it. But, I wouldn't have even. But you did. Yes. But you did the other day. You yeah. know. And and like that. That's awesome. It's awesome. And it's it's it was a it was a thing for me a reminder because like even though I've been praying like I haven't asked God what He wants me to do in a very long time because mm. I like there's and, and like I get like there's a, there's a good amount of like being settled yeah in what God has for me I feel like I've, I've got it but a there's too a, comfortable there's a whole nother part of like I haven't checked in on yeah. on that in a while God um, always yearns for us more always right. always, always so he, he That's awesome he wants the relationship much more than he wants to accomplish through us yeah he wants both Mother Angelica has this quote that um, following the Holy Spirit is one foot on the floor, one hand in the air, and a, and a queasy feeling in our stomach. And so if you're not just a little unsettled with where God's calling you, then you're probably a little too comfortable. I think that's so awesome. So the queasy feeling when you had when all of your limbs were in the air jumping out of the airplane, <laughs> how does that fit in? How does that fit into all of this? Life in abundance, Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> You know what? Uh, pretty soon, that's just going to be an audio drop. You've said it enough now <laughs> that I'm just going to have it on my soundboard. Perfect. And like, even when you're not here, like that in my Taylor. in my creepy laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I love your laugh. <laughs> no, you, you. Uh, I remember this better than you do. You gave me a creepy um, sound over, like voiceover laugh. For when I'm making fun of you or something, I don't remember. We'll have to. We'll oh, have to check oh, the, oh, oh, oh! Here it comes. Here it ta- comes. No, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard's laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know that man, that man, last week hit the only ever buzzer beater uh, to win Game Seven in NBA playoffs wow, ever. I didn't know. So it was you know what one. he said to the haters? <laughs> <laughs> Allison, you're not a hater. You're a lover. I I'm love lover. that you came on today. Today was fun for me. It was I great. Hope it was this fun was a great episode. for everybody else. Yes. It was. We, we think so. They're all good, but, we, you know. We, we hope that everybody else thinks so as well. <laughs> Guys, this is a blast. I'll be back next week with somebody else. Say it! Allison! Taylor. Yes?
I'm upset with you. <laughs> okay. Well, you know where else you're upset with me? <laughs> Over on Patreon.com no slash Forte Catholic. All of our conversations that happen before the show, after the show, in between segments. Bonus hours of content with Allison Sullivan. All of our great guests. All of our co-hosts. It is so much fun. You can get more. The show continues. The show must go on. I really wish I had a delete button. Well, you don't. On your show, you do. <laughs> you can make me say whatever you want. On my show, I can make you say whatever I want. For t- not for t- whatever. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. Go do it, and you can listen to Allison yell at How me some more. Taylor embarrasses his guests. Love you. Love you. Bye.